2: Welcome to the My All Men said podcast. I'm Logan Roy. <laughs> I'm David My- <laughs> I'm David. Fuck off. David Michael, the editor of dot said.com. You're joining us uh, slightly, slightly quicker podcast than usual because we don't want to dwell on this united bump in the road joining me to discuss that Mr. Chris Bird, Mr. Phil Shaw. are, are we over, Are we
0: over this already? Yeah um yeah, I am. I'm kind of just like, yeah, whatever, just get on with the next one now. I'm conditioned to this happening against United,
3: so it's fine. It's just nowhere like I said, no scar. It's all right.
0: Yeah, we're used to it. I thought we we're, were on a new path where
2: we'd actually gone three league games without defeat, uh, which you know it's not something you could say in a sentence for many a decade. Alas, we, alas, we will get into this and uh, what it means in the bigger picture. Also, uh, coming up in the show, we'll get into the Villa news. Three points, media muppets, media nuggets, all the usual good stuff. Everything good in the hood, chaps.
0: Very well, yeah. Busy, uh, busy bank holiday weekend of gigs. So, how many bank holidays
2: are there this month? There's loads, isn't there? Is it about three three
0: this month? Is it? I think start of the month, end of the month, and the coronation. Makes
2: no difference to me. All the days are the same. All I can think about is uh, Brighton at Villa Park and 28th. Spurs at Villa Park as well.
0: Those those are the They're two. They're going to be big ones. They're going to be big ones.
2: As long as we beat the dog heads uh, to set this all up. Mm. Right. Time for some news. Let's get this going. Should we talk about uh, the nurses' 28-hour strike over pay? The government offered them a pay offer of five percent, which they said, "How is that going to cover our fifteen percent Aston Villa season ticket price rise?" So left them with no no choice but to strike. Or shall we talk about the Villa news? Oh, let's just get on with the Villa news. I'm sick of talking about price increases and the Villa news. We we won't mention the fifteen minimum percent uh, price rise on season tickets. We we won't mention that again. <laughs> all the 480 pound upselling the whole into a shit beer oh yeah that's the point i'm intrigued anybody out there has paid that as a bolt <laughs> on anyone who has <laughs> i'm intrigued does such a person exist i'm not going to label you i'm not i'm not going
0: to out you even the guy who sits by me who goes to like 20 under 21s games home and away you name it he'll back them financially even he's gone fuck that
2: well, it's not, this isn't about fans backing the club. This is about the club siphoning off any fans' remaining money, really. But uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Update. Injuries. How are we, how we doing in terms of the bigger picture? Four games left. Have we got any options? Because poor old Emery couldn't do anything against United because there was no just just a bunch of youth and expendables on the bench bit ambiguous uh, we discussed this in something for the weekend but it looks like i mean the training pictures they're throwing all the guys in you know, i'm talking about Kamara, cash coutinho bailey bailey was, has been doing some modeling hasn't Uh i haven't seen the pictures but uh, somebody mentioned it in match club
3: yeah for his own clothing
0: line he looks like he got dressed in the dark <laughs> <laughs> does it count as modeling if it's your own line
2: Well, Gabby and was it Les Scott also tried to launch brands that evaporated? Surprising that. Yeah, but some of those I don't think we'll see this season is my venture. But the club are saying they're fairly close, so hopefully, hopefully we'll... uh, I don't know how close that is. I mean, it's so ambiguous what they said. It's like they didn't even say back in training, uh, might be back in two weeks, one week. So it's still uh, anybody's guess there. But I think we'll need them. You know, I think the Liverpool game's very similar to this United game. You need a Bailey, you need
0: Kamari, you need something extra. We missed Kamara at United, but we'll, we'll get into that yeah. in the main bit.
2: Meanwhile, Christian Pearsley actually out and about as well as the uh, fan advisory board meeting uh, did a uh, interview on Sky with uh, is it Beth Rigby? I I, yeah. I I don't watch Sky, so I had no idea who she was, but she's a political interviewer. I mean, she's an Arsenal fan, so she has a working uh, knowledge of football. Many pressed him on what he would do as a CEO in the shoes of like you know the if he was working for the Saudi Arabia Abu Dhabi or Qatarian overlords. I mean, I, I know from our meeting with him, uh, you know, what he really thinks, because obviously he's a bit more uh, measured when he's doing it in public, but it's a major, major threat. You know, we're talking about 20 years down the line as well, 10 years, well, even, you know, present day as well. That These three government sovereign funds could just Win the Premier League every year because they've got that wealth advantage. So it's about making new laws and getting them enforced. And from our meeting, he seemed to suggest that somebody, you know, an event like Everton, perhaps getting relegated and then going into administration, could cause the government to uh, actually uh, and the Premier League to really rethink how football is uh, structured as a meritocracy competition. Mm-hmm. But we shall see. Uh, meanwhile, on the Villa
3: front, uh, across under twenty ones have made the playoffs. How did they do that? They played their last, yeah, they'd played their last game and they had the wait on finding out who they were going to face. And it turns out they're going to face Leeds under twenty ones, who were leading the league, and they only needed to avoid defeat in the last day, which they didn't so they right. all the league and now they're going to play Villa in the playoffs
2: under 18s are playing the League Cup final at Villa Park Is that that's this week isn't it Spurs yeah yep. at Villa Park so plenty of excuses actually to still go to Villa Park we, we did say the two main games Villa women are playing Liverpool there and obviously the under 18s yep. here speaking of the Villa women very unlucky to lose late on to the team that used to do this against the men's team uh, cons- consistently uh, as they got beat 3-2 against Manchester United they led twice 20- through Rachel Daly goals. I think she's in a race against Bunny Shaw to Mm. be the top scorer those two goals. I think they're playing very similar teams and uh, this was perhaps a game where Daly's not expected to score. So to bag two here was a... Good goals as well. Really good finishes. Yeah, really good. But yes, uh, United popped up 93rd minute. You know the story if you've been supporting Villa across the board. Before we go on, I just want to uh, give a shout out to the sponsors of the show. NordVPN. If you want to protect your privacy and security online, and also when you're streaming, then NordVPN is the fastest VPN out there. I've been using it for three years now and took advantage of a kind of a similar offer to uh, the exclusive offer they've given uh, My Old Said, where you get over 60% off plus four extra months free. With NordVPN, you, you can use it on six devices, so you can actually share it amongst family and, and friends, really, if you want to split the costs. But it works out a price of uh, a coffee a month. But the potential of what you can use it for, and I do suggest going for a long-term deal on a VPN, because as you know, me and Phil have done, you pay for it up front and then forget yeah. about it. In my experience, one of the most vital subscriptions it's like a swiss army knife to help privacy on your online activity and also your access as well if you're in the market for a vpn or you want more details on what it actually does uh, please do go to www.nordvpn.com stroke moms m-o-m-s and nord is n-o-r-d and i'll put the link in the show note description as well. Thank you very much. right, three points. Spurs players refund the fan tickets after that Newcastle mauling. As a Villa fan, we were watching Spurs versus Liverpool and (laughs) we were thinking, well, if Liverpool can win this 4-0, we certainly pop up above Spurs despite losing against Manchester United. 3-0 after... Fifteen minutes. Yeah, lasting. Really fifteen laughing, minutes. It's like here we go, Spurs. What are you doing? You're redefining what Spursy actually means. And then they took it to new levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, managed to get back three all late on in stoppage time. <laughs> in stoppage time,
0: and somehow we had lost the game. Unbelievable. And then Klopp pulled his hamstring, and, uh, and the manager said, "We outclassed them." Of course, the person who went back and said, "You do realise you were three nil down after fifteen minutes."
2: Gary Neville described that winner that made it (laughs) 4-3 is what that is what what was his exact word the most Tottenham thing you'll ever see Yeah, that is the most Tottenham thing you will ever see (laughs) well hopefully we'll see something else uh, at Villa Park thing about Spurs they've still got that bite to come back against United and
0: Liverpool they've They've got firepower they've got
2: firepower to get them out of situations and that's what worries me at uh, the Villa game the good news is we've got two weeks to at least get some of those players back uh, to give us a reinforcement. Yeah. Hopefully that will uh, get at least one or two uh, back in the match day squad. Anyway, that's for another another day. So Spurs fans at least got some compensation. It looked like at Liverpool, it looked like they were going to get more compensation. <laughs> but uh, they got back to realise that uh, their loyalty points had been uh, chopped off they're away what scheme an,
3: loyalty points. Yeah, what an absolute shambles. I mean, if they're going to make this big mass sort of like show of doing a refund, they could at least have turned the auto sort of removal of loyalty points off. Now, the Spurs official account claimed that they're going to get these reimbursed to them, but I, I think they should be getting double for that because that's, that's just poorly thought through. Again, yeah. somebody just hit the button without even thinking.
2: I mean, this is typical of football administration, believe you me. Meanwhile, point number two slightly different take on how to treat your supporters uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf who are in the uh, is it Bundesliga 2? It's, it's the second division yeah. Second division are giving away 3 free games next season with an eye to potentially making all home games free within uh, 5 seasons. The club is working with sponsors who will cover an estimated 45 million euros, which is roughly 39.7 million pounds, cost of match tickets over five years, so fans can attend for free. It's interesting, This actually getting the sponsors to line supporters' pockets, or pad them, rather than uh, taking the money themselves.
0: Yeah. I do I I, I would wonder where the the, uh, the kind of the kicker is on that for the supporters. Well perhaps the motivation is Düsseldorf's
2: home stadium, the uh, Merker Spiel Arena holds just under 45,000 and their average crowd is 28,000. So I think the idea is to build up the footfall to yeah. build up your fan base, build yeah. up, you know, merch, match day revenue and then hopefully grow it that way and after five years, actually uh, have a, a larger average crowd that are willing to pay. Point number three. Remember Hakan Suka did well good in the World, good World Cup 2002. Yeah. When Turkey. a hero, wasn't he? Yeah, Turkey had that revolution where they finished third, scored the World Cup's fastest ever goal. Yeah. is now working as an uh, Uber driver and in a coffee shop. After fleeing arrest, was this when he went up against Alpi's political mob?
3: Yeah, it's a it's a good advert for if you're a footballer staying out of politics because <laughs> it can go badly wrong. Because there was a
2: failed coup against President uh, is it Erdogan in 2016, Suka uh, found himself on the wrong side of the argument, fled the country rather than being in, arrested. I, I assume he's back now. No, in America.
3: He's still, in the, he's still in the USA.
2: Oh, he's, is that he's where he's like,
3: driving the Uber? Yeah, ah, he's like, yeah, right. he in the He lived in Exile, driving an Uber. I think he's actually said he's selling books as well. And it didn't make clear that if, if it was books that he had written or if he's just working in like a, a bookshop selling books, so it could be anything. Well, he's got a story to tell here. I mean, it'd be quite an interesting book. Uh, yeah. But I didn't realize that the sentiment was so bad that they said the name Sukar is now so, like, it's like taboo in Turkey that at the World Cup in Qatar, Turkish commentator mentioned his incredible performance in the 2002 record and got sacked at half time of the match. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God, there's some people that do
2: go over the, the top. Uh, opinions aren't allowed nowadays and that's what the increasingly... euros need to be in, t- yeah. in turkey in 2020 <laughs> yeah 100 well, forget about this english island bid and the north stand we need entertainment send it to turkey right before we go on a big shout out and thank you to what the mile Man said members and thank you very much for joining us in match club for the united game we have the dog heads coming up and then the trip to anfield oh it's going to be sweaty palms time squeaky bum time I want to give a special shout out to S- Stephen Rushworth, Paul McGrath's knees. I didn't know how Paul McGrath's knees have signed up. Knees uh, able to use keyboards. It's, uh, it's it's kind of a strange world we live in nowadays. Also, uh, Daniel. I can't pronounce this surname. C Z O R N Y J. Daniel Zorny, I can't pronounce that, I apologise, my bad. Thank you to them for signing up as regular members. Also, big shout-out to uh, the new annual members. If you sign up as an annual member, you get uh, 10% off, which is just over a month free, so a big, big thank you to Owen Draper, Ian Hardwick, Brian Farrelly, and also Joe Thomas. If you become a My Old Man Said member, you get ad-free versions of the show, so if you find ads annoying... There's your solution to get rid of them. Also, extra shows. There's a uh, Off the Record, which is my solo show, out. So you'll get access to that and all the, the back catalogue ones. And, of course, you get entry into Match Club, where we do kind of a live, uh, full-on, all-in, everybody-welcome uh, podcast during the game. Well, before, halftime, and after it's a 24-7 experience match club and for my money, the the best community uh, out there as a Villa supporter. So if, if that sounds good to you and you want to support both the podcast and the website and get more, then please do go to com and click on the membership option on the menu if you're on a mobile device go to the usual uh, is it three or four bars that flicks up the menu and you'll find it on there we are getting the, the website up and going uh, again as you probably noticed uh, so that also helps support that effort because it is an effort <laughs> so thank you very much <laughs> onto this game we discussed this in Match Club. People might say I'm I'm crazy, but I was saying this is a game we needed Bailey because Bailey's impacted them every time we've played them. It, you know they're good off the ball, and we saw that throughout the game. They were they were very snappy. They play as a team now, united. The Ronaldo days are over, they close you down, they flood that midfield, so it's hard for us to play our Emery ball out from the back. So you need to shake that up a bit. And that's what Bailey did. I mean, he scored that early goal against them, didn't he? And mm-hmm. the league game last time? Yeah, it was the yeah. league game of the park, mm-hmm. yeah. You saw in that cup game even that... Uh, Maisie Runs. Speed and, just- and it just... Yeah, that Maisie Run he did from the halfway line. It, it's something that they can't plan for. It's the unpredictable. And it's straight line speed. So if you've got him and Watkins they can deal with Watkins I think you know if you've got back four you can deal with one but when you've got two then that creates space for the other so it, it creates complications I think you can get through your your Fulhams and your Brentfords even though you know, they've had good seasons with our first 11 and then you throw on the expendables at the end to kind of shore things up but when you're playing that you know when you're going to Old Trafford when you're going to Anfield if you're looking to win a game you're going to need more than 11 players aren't you yeah
0: Need the, You're going to need to give them something different to think about. And, and I don't think we could. I think, we you know, we've obviously played, it was the fourth consecutive game, wasn't it? We played the same team and, and yeah. it felt a little, I don't know if I'd say stale. I think stale would be harsh, but it, it just lacked sort of the dynamism that maybe we needed. Certainly in the middle of the park.
2: I, I wouldn't say stale, and, and yeah. I, I would say to continue the,
0: your point, we didn't have any surprises for them. No, mm. no. In a similar way, really, that we didn't didn't for Brentford and we didn't for Fulham and we kind of saw how those games went and United were always going to be a step up and it was maybe a step too far for this team with with everything that they've peaked doing recently. And and I felt that, you know, we've had a lot of weeks where we've got really good results where maybe we didn't expect them over kind of a long forecast now. And results had gone our way and you just felt, well, there's going to be a weekend where we aren't going to get the result and results aren't going to go our way. And it just so happened that this was that week. Luckily, I think most people, if you'd have gone through the fixtures and worked out where you're going to pick your points and where you're most likely not to, I think most would have said, the likelihood is we'll probably go to United and we'll slip up there. Because even we said we'd take a draw, but you don't really expect it. Even you know, better teams than Villa have gone there and fucked up. You know, I think City went there and lost. And, yeah, I mean... To, um, to, it's a tough place to go. To
2: give you the headline billing of this game, it was the best away record, Aston Villa, versus the second best home record, Manchester United. I mean, the best home record. This is in this year, calendar year, best being Manchester City, which is another level, obviously. But they haven't lost at home since
0: the opening day of the season. Yeah.
3: Yeah, all afternoon after the game i was trying to think of like the the analogy for what happened in the midfield and it sort of like just came to me it's like a it's like a prison scenario i was thinking if you're dropped into prison you find the biggest (laughs) the biggest biggest, toughest guy in the prison and you go and you smash a plate in his face in the first day and go like right i'm top dog now the biggest the biggest (laughs) biggest what happens what happens if the big guy just absolutely decimates you well and shoves that
2: shoves that broken plate up your ass
3: yeah, well, at least you try. I mean, what <laughs> happened was Casemiro was the big top dog in that midfield, and Villa didn't get near him once all day. I mean, he chopped down Ramsey. I don't know how he got away with it. No, all that, was that, the, ma- that the moment
2: where uh, where it's Villa like he got an attack going, and, and it just hit him, and he just took the ball off one of our players, and it was like, oh, okay. The commentator said, uh, "Oh, that's the full stop to that Villa
3: attack."
0: <laughs>
2: Pretty pretty much. It was was a hard
0: full stop as well. Mm
3: -hmm. He was able to just swan about that midfield, making crunch and tackle after like shoving about. And he just, because he didn't get a yellow card for the the one that he should have got. Yeah, that first one, yeah, that that was, it looked yellow all day long for me. And as, as you say, it does influence the game henceforth. Yeah, he'd free rein just to do what he wanted the rest of the afternoon. And with him doing that and breaking it up, and then you'd see Bitzer doing the job the lesser sent left Ericsson free to sort of like pick the passes from the midfield and Villa's midfield just couldn't couldn't enforce themselves in the game at all yeah
0: no we, for, for me we missed we missed a Kamara in that one I, th- I think Dendonkers had a, had a good little run recently and he does a very specific job very well it works in certain games he yeah, no, had a great game against Newcastle dipped off a, you know, had a difficult afternoon against Brentford he was solid against Fulham United you needed dynamism in the middle of the park I and mean, you've got Kamara and you um, need something to step forward a bit more and
2: and Dendonka yeah.
0: doesn't do that, does he? He's more no. a screener. Or even just being able to have the option of, say, a Bailey out wide and having McGinn in the engine room would have just given you that extra legs that I think McGinn versus Casemiro would have been a good head-to-head yeah. because McGinn's physical and he's got that nasty side to him. Yeah. Man, you don't put the ball in the air too much, so you know Dendonka wasn't going to dominate in the air. I think we maybe do Casemiro a disservice because actually he's not a thug, he's just clever. But yeah. actually, when he got the ball, he doesn't give it away either. <laughs> you know, he can really play. You know, he's not a Lee Catamol or something like that. He's a class <laughs> player. <This is> a <laughs> and, um, I like
2: this conversation. It's going all, all over the place and dropping yeah. in names that you wouldn't expect in the same sentence.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think tactically Man United got their plan right. You know, we, Villa played a high line. Man U went after it. They've got pace. They played to their strengths. I don't think we necessarily did or we didn't have the tools to be able to. I think a little bit of it, isn't it, is it's uh, Ten Hag going, well, they can only play
2: this for first 11. Yeah. They've, they've got nowhere to run in terms of uh, switching it around and giving us a different look or something. So he can literally, because he's got a decent, dec- let's say, a, you know de- they're in you know, the top four, so he knows how to nullify us. And it was kind of as yeah. simple as that.
0: And I think they got to play the game at the pace that they wanted. Yeah. As you saw, the midweek game in, they played against Tottenham and probably a little bit of the semi-final, certainly in Seville as well. When teams get on top of them, you can really cause them problems. You know, they had a makeshift back line. I'd said before the game, Villa have got to go to Old Trafford and be really brave. You've got to go for them. And I don't think we ever did. But on the moments we did actually get into the final third, I actually thought we caused them quite a few problems. We just didn't do it enough.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're kind of pretty slick. But the, the thing is, that I thought overall that it was a really good blue-collared performance by them off the yes. ball, just from Agreed. closing closing spaces down, being snappy as soon as we got possession, and we couldn't get any rhythm to get at them. And that was very apparent in the first half. And you knew that you'd you'd have to go in at halftime and rethink this, but there's not much dimension because of the amount no. of players we've got of, uh, let's say, first-team level that he, he really has an uh, arm tied behind his back at Emery when it comes to this and that's why you need some players back for the uh, the Liverpool trip especially. Yeah, and Wolves to be honest because Wolves is a hard trip. In terms of moments, Martino's made a good save. Uh, I think it was from Rashford when he was put yes. through. Yes, one, well, one of the many times they sprung our offside trap. Yeah, that was interesting because I don't re- remember Villa playing that elaborately uh, such a high, obviously a, a high line. Especially against a very pacey forward line yeah and Rashford who's done as before and it's like this is kind of Russian roulette and you've got a really slippery surface as well because of the rain Mm -hmm. that didn't seem like being cautious and the way that uh, midfield was stuffed by uh, United it just didn't seem like uh, there was an obvious route for us to get something from
0: this no, and then you know, they, they hit the bar. They had they had, a, they had multiple chances, didn't they, in the first half before that goal came? You, you couldn't really say at half-time they didn't deserve to go in ahead, even though you know, when the goal comes, it's a shit goal to concede, but they did deserve to go in.
2: I mean, Villa had their best chance and only shot on target uh, in that half. And that was unlucky, wasn't it? And that could have gone any which way, couldn't it, when Moreno... Yep. Yeah. Got the strike. Uh, you were saying, Phil, before the before the show started, that
3: De Gea didn't actually save it. Did it go through him? Enough somebody yeah, behind it? Was him? A, it was a combination. I mean, De Gea took the the most of it. He took the sting off the shot, but it was going to trickle into the net. But um, Dalo just was there just to flick it around the post at the end. That did take me to watch it a bit five times to, to actually pick that up because. Marino thumped it. He, it was flying towards the net, and like I said, just it just looked like the hey, I had done enough to make a trickle past the post. But it was actually Dallo helped it round in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was almost
0: like a triple whammy with that one. You know, when when uh, deer gets put through, and you think actually he should probably take the shot. Does well, squares it. Watkins on a normal day probably has a tapping at the back post slips as as the United guy does comes to Moreno and you're thinking, well, does he take the right option? Could he side foot it across the goal? He kinda of goes straight at De Gea and he you know, most goalies are gonna save that, but that was the big chance really that, you know, in, in other years you have you kinda of, you've got to take those, haven't you? You've got to give yourself something to hold on to when you're playing against the United team in that kind of form. Because Watkins was uh, pretty much
2: neutralized I mean he had six again six touches in the first half, thirteen touches overall in the game, you know, with, tough afternoon again. We're for in him. Scott Hogan uh, territory there. Yeah. I mean, like when Troy came on, he he had the same amount of touches in his like twenty-seven odd minutes as uh, Watkins did. So that like, shows you how, how tough it
0: was for Watkins out there. Teams have learned if you open up, give us pl- space so to you play. You say this every podcast, but they do. And, and you've, but you've <laughs> seen teams—you know, Fulham didn't, Brentford didn't, Man United didn't, Newcastle did. Thanks very much. Yeah. We ran riot. It says something about the progress. Whenever
3: United actually have a plan for playing against you, rather than just we're Man yeah. United, we play like this again. This is why we need players back, don't we? Because we are uh, mm-hmm. fairly predictable, as as you say,
2: Chris. There is a way of stopping us, it's and it's a bit more attritional in terms of the way you may want to play. But if you want to get the result, there is a method to, to get us. Yeah, uh, other Villa chances. There was one where Con the from is it from a corner where it kind of bounces off Conza and he should have just bounced it the other way because he was literally three yards
0: out. Yeah, you you thought he might bundle it in, didn't? And obviously, there was the Louise one that ended up being offside. I think from Watkins anyway that gets headed off the line. Other than that, it was kind of slim pickings. That was the Lindelof header, and, and Lindelof before mm. that, Ashley Young swung one in early second
2: half, and he headed it off. Was it Watkins' head? Yeah, yep. it was a good interception, and then he got another block in. He had a good game. I, I mean, they, he wanted- yeah, and if that one wasn't offside, then his header off the
0: line that would have been three key key moments where he's he's pretty much got them the points. I think they defended pretty well as a unit, United, because it was you know, it was a makeshift backline, but actually the midfield in front did a really good job of screening them, and they they didn't give them too much to do. And we had a few openings, but. I thought they actually handled us a lot better than I thought they would, You know, compared especially compared to that second half against Spurs they played in the midweek before, where second half they just took their foot off the gas completely yeah. and looked a lot more clinical in this one.
2: Because the way they played against us, how they were snapping and, and closing us down, you're just thinking there's no way if they played like that against Spurs when they were 2-0 up, they'd throw that result away. No, no chance. So they've obviously learned a lesson there and regrouped and applied it for when they played us. So maybe those games should have been the other way around. We'd have got a uh, more of yeah. a more of a result. A lot lot was going through Luke. Sure, he had a hundred touches, the most
3: of any player. Played well and had a decent game. He had a good game
2: didn't he? he Listen to us, the Manchester United Appreciation Society. <laughs> yeah,
3: they stumbled upon the perfect back four to play against Villa. All of them had pace. Yeah, well, we're we're just buttering
2: them up because we need them to uh, execute Brighton for us. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is
0: only, we're just putting good vibes out into yeah, the universe. Good vibes, good vibes. Just like we did with the Scousers. I mean, we weren't doing that at three all, but then thirty seconds later, it was like, oh, we love the Scousers.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a shame because they could have uh, literally decapitated Spurs if they'd beaten them four or five nil. Would have gone up a place. Spurs would be all over the place. But maybe this was crueler because a liverpool result works in our favor and uh to give them hope and take it away from them <laughs> within <laughs> within the matter of a few seconds it was cruel but uh humorous nonetheless i mean i
0: think in the in the in the in the bigger picture what the weekends results do because you look down before and before you thought i it kind of went the way it probably was going to i didn't i didn't see brighton smashing walls but i thought they would win yeah was that Before, a few people were looking at it, you know, certainly after Fulham going, oh, we could chase down Man U. That was never going to happen. Top four just wasn't going to happen. Now we know that really... Our route to getting into Europe, don't we? Like, right, well, you want Liverpool to kind of you got to give them fifth, and you need them to beat the teams around you when they play them. You're going to need United, Arsenal, and the other top four teams to do you a favor against Brighton. They're yeah. going to have to win the two home games. I mean, we, we kind of know what we've got to do now, yeah. and we know the path without going. oh, we could try and be above Liverpool, I mean, you you could, but it's all it's all a waste of time, season. isn't it? It's all nonsense yeah. talk. Basically, yeah. you have got to beat Brighton and Spurs, You've got to finish above them, yeah. and, and then probably beat one of Wolves or Liverpool away as well. Nine points. Should do it. Ten points that's probably it. That's will do. That's kind of extreme, but I, I, you know, I worked it out and I gave
2: them two wins. Those are the two home guys, uh, home two home games, and they're the vital ones because you're taking points off your two main competitors. Two draws, and so that was the that was Wolves and either United or Liverpool. It doesn't really matter. And one defeat, so that's already factored in. So that gave Villa sixth place there was a two-point spread between Villa, Brighton and Spurs. So that's how close it's going to be. And it's going to, you know, you're going to get sweaty palms. But the way, uh, even with that factored in, if you can beat wolves you still got to beat brighton and spurs but if you beat wolves that sets it up again like that gives you fresh momentum in your sales but we we shall see because i'm not at one for one moment being fooled by them getting beat 6-0 by brighton
0: no no i mean their, their record at Molyneux is great our record at Molineux is crap and they look good i mean we obviously when we played them I in mean, you know january just at the turn of the year i was very impressed with them yeah their record at Molineux is good recently
2: last eight games mm. one six drawn two so watch watch out yeah Right, I think it's time for Medium Muppets.
3: Right, what's in the Medium Muppet trough this week, Mr. Shaw? Well, after surpassing themselves the last couple of weeks, the BBC are back in the Medium Muppets trough with. Uh, the BB what? Yeah, the BBC with a, a poorly chosen Instagram post. So after Aston Villa beat Fulham, the BBC's football Instagram account put up a picture of Unai Emery saying he was the first Premier League coach to have had his team score in all of their first 20 games. And that's really where the caption should have stopped. They should have just stopped there. They didn't score in the 21st game, did they, Phil? No, they should have maybe saved it for this one, but um, they should have stopped there. Instead, the caption continued, should Chelsea or Emery's old rival Spurs be thinking of bringing him in? Just how about no? I mean, how many reasons do you need to go through? He's only landed at Villa. He has he has a history of not leaving teams like immediately. He tries to see things through unless he's kicked out himself. This is typical now. We're seeing this across the board where Chelsea fans
2: are saying, oh yeah, we should uh, get Martinez. First of all, uh, you know, it'd be an upgrade. Also, it'll be cheap. And it's like, uh, what planet are these supporters on? Don't they, and the disrespect. Is yep. incredible the entitlement and the disrespect Spurs fans Chelsea fans etc thinking they can just pick us apart this summer it's like they got they don't know about the bold future that's coming the bold no. they, they don't know about Operation
0: Bold do they Bud? <laughs> well, the Spurs fans don't quite realise that our owners richer than yours you may have a nice spaceship stadium but
2: yeah they don't know we're coming for them no we're going to take them all down one by one <laughs>
0: I was going to say, how many points behind us are Chelsea right now? It's like getting the fucking bin, you arrogant bunch of bastards. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh,
2: ooh, ooh. This season, we're taking Chelsea and Spurs out, hopefully. And then next season, we'll sharpen the knife and go after the, or well, sharpen the scythe, should I say, and go after some of the others. I mean, this is literally was the season we had to do it in, or else I can't. Like, Martinez would have had a good excuse to uh, get the hell out of Dodge. But uh, he knows the journey. He knows the reward on a long journey, and he knows that the reward of winning something at Villa would bring him mucho joy, rather than just going off to you know some big Champions League titan and just picking up a medal and like you know like Grealish has done, essentially taking the stairlift to the top. You mean? Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of media muppetry this week. I've noticed. Uh,
0: yeah, load of, all the transfer stuff started to go into overdrive. As I'm Munich, going to get Holly
2: Watkins. no, they're not Martinez. Chelsea, Spurs. Nah, no, that's not going to happen. Sorry,
0: no. but
2: it's going to be fun. We're going to start medium muppets. I think on back on the website because it's going to go off uh, anyway. Uh, any uh, any medium nuggets this week to balance the force of
3: evil? This was nearly a muppet as well, but it actually is a media nugget. It's um Una Emery's interview with um Spanish outlet AS. Now the reason it was nearly a Muppet is because this was misquoted with the headline when it was first talking. It was misquoted or mistranslated, you would say, in in the English saying Emery says his next job in Spain will be Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid or Barcelona. So that was enough to get some Villa fans panicking because because he's not going to leave yet. But in actual fact it was if you translated it properly, it would be The next level, if he had stayed in Spain, would have been that trio. But it's too hard a trio to break into.
2: Yeah, and also, if he thought he was on the cusp of it, he would have turned Villa down and gone for it. I don't think uh, we're in any uh,
3: situation where uh, Emery goes next year either. No, I mean, this is full of snippets, he says, um, Emery actually said, the Premier League gives me the opportunity to continue growing. Of course, Seville, Villarreal and Valencia also gave it me, but here I find new difficulties. And let's not forget, the Premier League is home to the best team of investors, coaches and players in the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- and top to top to bottom, a better standard, you would say, but well, the top three in Spain, the rest yeah. of the league are bankrupt and the standard's not actually that very that good. Yeah, uh, but this is the first time I've actually
3: heard him. He maybe felt a little, uh, he let his guard down a bit with a sort of a Spanish outlet when he was talking about um, Villa and the two cup defeats that they had. So yeah. he said the goal he had set himself is twofold to try and win a title and to try and play in Europe with Villa. He says we lost the two cup titles that we competed this, for this season because at the time we gave a lot of priority to the league, but the trophies are inside my head. The league has allowed us to advance certain processes, but I am very cautious. We have we have had a very good partial, but the most difficult part is yet to come. So it's basically Ooh, I a, that. basically an admission now that they weren't focusing on the cups as much as they should be. But you could guess that from the results and and the lineups that, that they put out. Yeah, yeah, right. It's time to say goodbye.
2: We are running out of three uh, minutes on our recording plan but also we've been speaking a lot and in the recent weeks and the the situation hasn't really changed in the overall picture we're now getting into crunch time though where we know we bare minimum we need to beat brighton spurs but we know that beating wolves makes sixth more of a possibility brighton it'd be interesting to see how they get on with the top four in their next five games and they're playing two three games a week aren't
0: they yeah the games come thick and fast for them
2: Villa can play weekend to weekend Spurs have got enough firepower still to make them a life threat even though they're melting everywhere else so it's going to be intense right until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them
3: goodbye, goodbye.